Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. here to the 16th at the WM Phoenix Open. The countdown, five, four, three, two, one, go! They're gonna go nuts when he hits this thing. Oh, it went in! It looks like a ticker tape parade. Sam Ryder taking it right at it. Talk to me! Come on! There's liquid coming down, there's pain. You're listening to Jeremy and Joe on Western New York Sports Giant, WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey, happy Friday. Good morning. We'll check in from the Waste Management Open. Kevin Price is going to join us on the Western Hotline in about five minutes. We'll check in with Kevin. Josh put together that open about the Waste Management, the 16th, the stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, Sawgrass, they call it the stadium course. This is actually a hole that is a stadium, the 16th. Yeah. At yeah. the Waste Management of Phoenix Open. I was texting, so we've got a buddy, a listener, Bubba, who listens all the time. And we've had a chance to meet him. Sal and I met him. You met him. We were out at the uh, PGA, mm-hmm. whatever. And I sent him a message because he's, he's on the tour. He's traveling. And I said, so are you set up at the 16th? Like, what's, what's your story this week? And he basically, in so many words, like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't go near that. And I said, is it because it looks like something you'd want to do, mm-hmm. but after 15 minutes you might want to get out of there? And his response was, yes. Yeah. Like an hour. There's only so much There's you can do. There's only so much of that 16th hole craziness that you actually want. It's like the Las Vegas of uh, golf holes. Maybe. Kind of, where it's it- awesome, but you only have a certain window where you can do it. Isn't it the Bills Mafia of golf holes? It's the jumping. Yeah, through, oh yeah. It's the jumping through tables of golf holes. I'm surprised someone hasn't jumped through a table at that thing yet. It's right. It's raining. It's raining beer cans. Right when yeah. there's a hole in one, at least. Uh, that's not it's allowed. Beer cans when there's a birdie. Right. Like, <laughs> that's not allowed rain. in any other venue. And I guess the closest thing is throwing hats on the ice for a hat trick. Yeah, at, but at hockey games. Yeah. Y- you rain fire. It's nuts. It's nuts. So it seems like a, a fun thing to do and a bucket list item. But, you know, you might last about a day, an hour, two hours, and then decide, you know, it's time to move on. I did. Uh, I bet more hole-in-ones at the uh, Waste Management Open than there would be fumbles in the Super Bowl. I like it. I did one of those cross-sport things. So nothing yet, though, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think we got a hole-in-one. It's got to be 16 also. 803-0550. Before we get back to the Waste Management, and uh, Kevin Price is going to join us for that. Which it's a, just a fun event to watch. During the break, so nine o'clock hit, and Kay Adams' YouTube channel with her exclusive interview with Stefan Diggs that you may have seen a two minute clip of. There was more of it to air, and Joe was over here watching it again. Watching it again. Do you have any feelings on it? Any thoughts on it? We we talked about this at length at seven o'clock. If anyone wants to go back and mm-hmm. dig through that, uh, but watching it again, do you have anything? 
I do watching it back a second time and getting uh, other things added in before and after more than I watched it the first time. I really am thinking, okay, she is setting it up, teeing it up the worst way possible for, you know, she wants the headlines about anything he'll say that could look like, oh, Diggs wants out. Diggs wants to be traded. He still answers the way he does, which I think is fine, again, on second watch. But, like, she asks him about reuniting with Kirk Cousins, for instance. Just every 70% of the questions she asked were targeted towards, hey, what about playing for one of these teams that are in the Super Bowl? Yeah, who would you like to play for? The Chiefs or the Niners? How do you think about that? Yep. So, one of the questions. A little targeted. One of the questions is, I think you need to get the ball more. That was the. First, or it was either the first or the second question. Yeah. I think it wasn't even a question. She just said to him, "I think you need I to get, you the, need ball get the ball more." Who do we talk to about and that? And what is what did he say? Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, <laughs> don't you're going to get me in trouble? Or yes, something. right. Yeah, I think you need to get the ball more. I'm not mad at her about it, but let's. Hey, everybody, yeah. look at this stuff. Look at what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Then when he talks about how he is sentimental about his relationship with Josh and how we're family no matter what. She says, that sounds like goodbye. And he says, sentimental. And he said, you said that. I I don't, I don't think it's goodbye. Right. I don't, I hope it's not goodbye. Wild. I do just want to also not care about any of this because it's just, he, I don't think he's not going to be a Buffalo Bill this year. I think you need to get the ball more. It's my my new favorite question. Right. I mean, it'd be like, well, whatever. It's just funny. If Josh were going to win the MVP, would he have gone to the awards? Allen? Yeah. Uh, Over what? Over, he's there, isn't he? He didn't go to the awards. But he was in Vegas. He was in Vegas. Yeah, he he didn't go to the awards. If he is going to win it, he's, he would be there if he, if he knew he was going to win it. I I think he would have to. Right, because I saw a little bit of reaction, like, "Oh, Josh didn't go." You know, LOL. That's awesome. He's t- he's telling them to shove it. Yeah. So he'd only go if he won. Yeah, I think I think I think that's probably out right. of respect for. Thank you. How much do they know the winners beforehand? Too. That's a great question. Like, if he knew if he knew Demar was going to win, would he have gone? But did he know beforehand that it was going to be Flacco? Was Demar there? Yes, he was at. He was there. Yes. Okay, so maybe he didn't know whether or not he would have won or not. Yeah, if he was going to win, he was going to be there, I think. But why sit there and watch Lamar win it and you could do you're out you're out in Vegas, do something else that night. He very much uh, if you include the Pro Bowl, he's not one to just you know, let me do this for the league here. I'm I'm going to go golf and I'm going to go on the strip. The two biggest events that he could have attended during the uh, off season. He's like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm going to do my own thing." Which I have no problem with, by the way. But he's made it very clear it's kind of how he does his business. He also, by the way, said in an interview yesterday that he is focused on his health regimen this this offseason, which doesn't have to be news, but it is worth pointing out that's a change of a tone from last year where he did a couple of different podcasts where he was talking about eating habits and like fast food and whatnot. So that sounded very different from what uh, you've heard in the past. 803 to the phone, to the Western Hotline, Kevin Price joining us from Phoenix in the Waste Management Open. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're good. We're good. It's Super Bowl week, and that lines up often with the uh, the Waste Management these days. A couple years ago, 
right? The Super Bowl was in Phoenix, and we were all thinking about, you know, what a trip that would be, go to the Waste Management and then go to the uh, the Super Bowl there in Phoenix. Anyway, um, thanks for coming on. You were there yesterday. Weather delays, which probably what? Does that mean that the crowd had a chance to get a little bit more lubed up than normal? <laughs> it's really crazy, this tournament. This is my first time here, and I've never seen anything like it. And the fans just are out. Literally Tuesday, it feels like a weekend at a tournament with just how rowdy they're getting and the attendance and what they're saying. And the 16th hole is just really unlike anything other with the stadium and grandstands all throughout completely aligned. The players come in and it's just a constant noise and the quiet please signs are out, but they don't really mean anything (laughs) because you're just like, it's just naturally there. Joel Damon's like throwing shirts into the crowd with $20 bills wrapped in. Um, and he writes handwritten notes like have a beer on me. It's just such a fun experience. Players wear jerseys usually on the weekend, throw swag into the crowd. But, yeah, fans were out in full force yesterday. There was that three-and-a-half-hour delay. But, you know, some left, so the crowd thinned out a bit, but mostly stuck around. And cold this morning, there's already a 30-minute frost delay. Temperatures in the upper 30s. But they'll be out. They're out at the gates getting ready to run. Yeah, I, I bet. So it's the the stadium there at 16, is that some of it is GA and some of it is reserved? How, how does it work and what's the attendance? Like what on that portion of the course, how many people slot in around the 16th? It's totally like a Sabres game with like 20,000 people just around it. And then around a golf hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Around one golf hole, 160 yard par three. And it's one of those kind of akin to that set the 17th hole at Sawgrass in Florida where it's a pretty straightforward shot, but the water makes it trickier in this pretty straightforward shot. But the hole always plays around par. Last year, I think it played slightly over par. Just that adrenaline, and you have to take into account where it's going to go. And, you know, the fans are going to boo you, which is so fun for a golf hole. You know, normally in golf etiquette, you know, people don't really boo. But here the players know they're going to be booed, and they'll, like, boo themselves. Just totally totally different and so fun you know as you think about that hole and how different it is from any golf hole any other spot what do the players say about by the way kevin price joining us on the western hotline associated at a pga tour digital content what do the players say about mindset because you know how golf works and how these guys work kevin a lot of these guys step into this mental space and they're so locked in for so long and here comes you know, like a shooter McGavin yelling, damn you people, this is golf, sideshow. <laughs> so how do the players manage to step out of that mindset and then like back into their regular one after that? It's one of those things where players, you have to just get into that mindset where it's going to be weird. You know, you're going to see people in wedding dresses. You're going to see people in bananas, people in Spider-Man. There were eight Spider-Mans out there yesterday and they kind of, for the most part, what they say, they let themselves take it in as they walk to the tee and maybe take a little extra second just to compose themselves. And then from there, try their best to understand there's going to be adrenaline. A lot of guys will honestly club down knowing the adrenaline from that hole and putting on a show is coming. And then you have a few players who, you know, don't like it, and most of those players just don't come back. Like, they come for a year or two and decide not to play. But for the most part, probably a good 80% of the tour they know they're golf fans at heart. They got into golf, watching golf and following along. And it's to the point where now this generation has also seen this hole as a rowdy hole. It really all started kind of the powder keg was tiger made an ace in 1997 on Saturday, raised the roof, walking up to the green. He was less than a year into tour on time. And the hole was already getting buzzed from there. 
the tournament had been at TPC Scottsdale for 10 years, but from there it just completely exploded and the grandstand's coming up. So these players know what they're going to get into and they look forward to it every year. But yeah, figuring out that adrenaline can be tricky and definitely you see guys hit it over the green that otherwise wouldn't on that type of shot just from trying to handle the adrenaline. How strange is it to get weather delay or to even expect it for the Phoenix Open? I don't know if it's happened before, and I know it's your first time covering it, but it's not generally an area where you would think of getting a weather delay. I want to say that there was a frost delay there recently, and the reason I say that is because when Oak Hill got a frost delay, we were very sensitive to that, and it was pointed out, hey, they have them in Phoenix too. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, it's happened a little here and there. It's definitely rare for the – Delay and especially having that three and a half hour because I mean players move here. Scottsdale is one of the most popular places to live because of the weather being so good to play and practice golf. If it wasn't, it wouldn't be such a hot spot for the tour. Kind of getting up there with Jupiter and Ponte Vedra and Jacksonville and Vegas just with the weather. So it's definitely an anomaly, but it's, it's not going to keep the fans away though. Tomorrow I'm kind of nervous because it's what they call the Breakfast Club and people get there at 3 a.m. and run to the gates and I'm planning to go cover that and write a story on it. And I don't know if I'm quite bundled up enough, but you know, being from Buffalo, I need to shade back to camping out for tickets for the winter classic in like 2007. Kevin Price on the Wester hotline. Anything, from- excuse me, anything early on for the, uh, for the leaderboard and maybe your preconceived notions on what, who you thought was going to do well this weekend. So Scotty Scheffler is a, Won the last two events here. He's He only played six holes yesterday, one under through six, and missed three birdie putts inside 12 feet. It's kind of just his last year and a half. He's just on an insane ball-striking run, literally like a Tiger 2000 type of run. And if he can get that putter figured out, he'll, he could win tournaments by five to seven shots. So, But that being said, his putting yesterday did leave a little bit to be desired. But you still would figure he'd be up there at the end and Sahas Sigala, who shot six under yesterday from the morning wave, the low score of the wave. He Two years ago was kind of his break out of the scene, hello world moment. He finished third as a sponsor invite. He was outside top 300 in the world at the time. Now he's 22nd, and I'd expect him to be right up there as well. Well, thanks for the time. Enjoy it, and, uh, you know, watch out for flying beer cans, yeah. beer, beer, beer cups, I <laughs> <Stay> suppose. you going to you going to post well, up at the 16th for, for a good stretch of it? Oh, yeah, I'll be at 16 probably all day tomorrow. I actually have a um, Josh Allen jersey with me that I'm going to try to get Keith Mitchell to wear. Nice. If he makes the cut. Very nice. Very cool. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Kevin Price, he's out there in uh, in Phoenix, the Waste Management Open Forum, former Morning Show intern, Western New York native. 20,000 people around a golf hole. Yeah. Some a listener sent a picture in. He was at that hole yesterday and you can see it from his vantage point it is like it's like an arena seat like it's there of straight there's the hole in the middle which would be the ice or the court or whatever and then you just have stands right across from you stands to the left stand like it's it's a circle around the entire hole which i don't think i'd ever realized it was like the full stadium state like i knew that it was like the horseshoe at least yeah. around the green but it goes all the way back even to like the tee box yeah super cool pretty cool Boy, the idea of 20,000 people being in a Sabres arena around a golf I was hole. Gonna, I, I refrained from that. Uh, makes, yeah, making I mean, I want to, I'd love to go. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, and be there once. But just to describe it that way is, oh, yeah, I want to be there. I I mean, I definitely want to be there. Ball flight in the air when it hits close to the hole just to, to go nuts no matter who it is. To see a hole-in-one would feel like, you know, you're witnessing, even though it could be the most random golfer, it wouldn't even matter. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. All right. When we get back, the challenge we have issued each other, we've got a couple tweets on this, craft the most annoying outcome for Sunday. Tweet it at us in as few characters as possible. Chiefs win. No. <laughs> More than that. <laughs> the most annoying outcome possible. We will try to find that. Our own suggestions. A couple different tweets. Uh, you can tweet at us and let us know what you think it could be if you could put it together. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Super Bowl Friday. All right. So here's the challenge. Good morning. Lamar won the MVP. Joe Flacco won Comeback Player of the Year. The Texans nearly cleaned up everything else. They got Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year. Which, go ahead. Nearly got Coach of the Year and got Andre Johnson in the Hall of Fame. Right. And it's the second consecutive year that one team has had both Rookie of the Years. Jets and then Texans? Yeah. Pretty good. Ben Baldwin points out that 24 out of 50 MVP voters did not put Josh Allen in their top five. How many? 24. Man. Allen finished in fifth. Y'all in your turnovers. You got to get over it. How about this? 44 of 50 MVP voters did not have Patrick Mahomes as one of the five most valuable players in the NFL. Did he finish in the top five? He did not. Only six people voted for him anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. Think of how funny that is. That (laughs) Mahomes, the only reason the Chiefs have a chance in this game is because people are like, yeah, but Mahomes. I was going to say, if they all re-voted today... Yeah, well, who would win? He'd get 40 votes of some nature. Mahomes? Yeah. Maybe not first place, but... All right, the challenge I issued to you and to Josh, and if you were listening to you out there, come up with the most annoying outcome for Super Bowl 58. All right. Tim writes in, a drive to end the game. There's a fourth and long play, little contact, but no flag. Mahomes pouts, gets a late flag to extend the drive, win the game. Then Swift performs on stage, and Kelsey proposes. (laughs) Hold on. That's pretty good. I mean, Swift performing would be fine. She's great. I would take that. Yeah. Uh, More. Most annoying potential outcomes. Eric writes in. The Chiefs winning and Travis Kelsey proposing to Taylor Swift on the 50 while confetti's falling in front of a billion viewers. Mm -hmm. Michael writes in. Chiefs down by six. One second left at the 10. Mahomes to Kelsey to tie the game. Butker is hurt. Can't kick the point after. Kelsey comes out and knocks it through. No way. (laughs) This is my energy. This is what I want. This is good. Michael's got this one. Thank you for that. Yes. Most annoying possible. 
Josh, Joe, you got anything? I got it. Ready? Yeah. Most annoying outcome is a repeat of last year's NFC Championship game. Wait till you see the 49ers lose both their quarterbacks to injury and have to play with a running back, and the game is just not even a real game, and the Chiefs win. I wrote down right here, Brock Purdy gets hurt like he did in the Philly okay, game. Yeah. And, Mah- and Mahomes gets GOAT status for winning a game 13-3 to against the backup. <laughs> That's what I wrote down, too. Yeah. I have the inverse of that. Okay. I have the 49ers get a huge lead in the first half because Mahomes has a, her- a horrible first half with two interceptions. Leads the Chiefs to a comeback in the second half, but falls short at the end of the game when the 49ers defense holds off the Chiefs as time expires. So the defense wins it on the field. Purdy wins the Super Bowl MVP with 220 passing yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. That's most annoying to you? Why would that be annoying? There's two reasons. One, Mr. Irrelevant wins the Super Bowl MVP, and I feel like, you know, the general consensus is people would be annoyed with that. It's, oh, it's Mr. Irrelevant. Two, it'd be annoying because... A team was able to stave off the Chiefs' comeback and win with their defense on the field. Yeah. I see. Hmm? I'll just throw them together right now because you took mine about the the NFC. I I did kind of want to go first because I thought there was a good chance someone else was going to take it. That's the most annoying outcome. It would be so annoying. Just because it was so annoying last year in the NFC Championship game. All right, I've got a new one. I have to remember forever when counting Mahomes' Super Bowls, I'd have to remind everybody, hey, he won one without a quarterback on the other side of the field. All right, here's the most annoying Super Bowl outcome. You're watching the game. You're enjoying yourself. You're having a good time. Next thing you know, Gene Steratore appears on your screen. That's it. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. That's all of it. (laughs) Are you going to get upset at Dora the Explorer this weekend? Probably. Oh, yeah. She's the rules analyst for Nickelodeon. I hope someday to meet Gene Steratore to tell him, I have nothing against you personally, sir. I think you're probably a lovely person. But I cannot stomach your existence on my broadcast. Yep. Is it possible for him to not take that personally? I just think you don't belong there. And I can't believe that America has decided we need you and people like you. I can't believe there's so much energy for get Taylor Swift off my television and not nearly enough for get Gene Steratore off my television. Okay, I got another very, uh, very, I got another annoying outcome for this Super Bowl. Okay. The game's going on. We we, we get started. We're uh, somewhere in the first half, and there's a little bit of a break in the action, but we're not at one of those TV timeouts. So CBS, who has this Super Bowl, here comes Jim Nance. Like, hey, everyone, we want to make a special announcement. <laughs> they have the floor. They're going to take it. This is in response to something that a competitive network is already doing. Into the booth, like the Undertaker, WWE entrance, is Aaron Rodgers, oh, who wow. is here to announce that in response to Tom Brady, he is signing a $100 million contract to be the next voice of CBS football in the booth. That's good. And Instantly. now we have to live with Aaron Rodgers in our lives for the next however many years, the same way we were going to have to with Brady. That's good. Instantly right. replaces Tony Romo like for the rest of the <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, they, they're going to do it while Romo has like left the, the for a snack or something. They're going to bring sneak Rodgers in and announce that he is signing a contract with CBS. You can text and tweet yours in. Actually, you can't text. We can't read text anymore. So you can call or, or tweet us. All right, what else? Most annoying. Uh, how about this one? The game happens... It's very clear the Niners are a good team, maybe the better team, but the Chiefs don't get called for any penalties, get some goofy fumble play to go their way and win by three. Oh, I'm sorry, that's every Chiefs game. (laughs) All of them. 
Every single game you've ever watched. This is aside from the game itself, but what if the commercials suck? Like, what if they're not good? The previews we've seen so far, like the Paramount one, that was great. Yep. Yep. The messy one, which I don't know if you guys have seen. I saw it. It was pretty good. But yeah. I don't know. What if they're just not good? That I takes a, that takes an element out of it. You know, it's you get away from the game a little bit and you have some fun. Yeah. Hopefully they're good. Andy Reid, I don't know if you saw this quote from Andy Reid about retirement. Uh-huh. So he was asked about could you retire if you win on Sunday? And he says, quote, I haven't gone there. I don't think about that. I'm tied up in the game. Mm. Let's let's apply the Stefan Diggs burden of proof to Andy Reid. Why won't he say he's not retiring? Why won't he just say he's not retiring? I mean, half snarky. But in all seriousness, doesn't that mean it's a maybe? If he says, I haven't gone there, I don't think about that, I'm tied up in the game, that's a maybe. And again, back to the Stefan Diggs burden of proof. You're asked these questions because people think it might happen. Kyle Shanahan isn't being asked if he's going to retire at the end of the game. Right. And if he was, he would say, why would anyone think that? Right. But right. Andy Reid, by not saying he's not going... By not saying he's... What am I trying to... You know what I'm trying to say. He's leaving the door open. He is. By, yeah, just by, by saying... By saying that. By saying, I don't think about it, he's, right. saying, he's leaving the door open. Because he could just say no. Why won't Andy Reid say he's not retiring? Because he might. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. What else could be really annoying that happens in this game? I was thinking of something Kadarius Tony related, but I don't know how to fit him into it. Because like, if he screws up, that's not annoying. That would be funny, I think. What if they run the same play against the Bills, but actually execute it this time? Oh, man. Would yeah. that be annoying? They win the game. The same exact way they were about to beat the Bills. Kelsey laterals the ball to Kadarius, to Kadarius Tony for a game-winning touchdown. Be pretty bad. Reed writes in, Chiefs win 16-14. Game-winning field goal thanks to two questionable roughing the passer calls, three missed false starts from the right tackle, and Butker hits a 62-yarder in all the commentaries about how Mahomes was a legacy game. Mm-hmm. How about if the Chiefs... How about the Niners score a winning touchdown in the final minute and they're offsides. The Chiefs get the benefit now of an offensive offside penalty. They make the stop and win the Super Bowl with an offensive offside penalty. Would that be annoying though? That yes. might be Yeah, that would be annoying. All versions of the Chiefs winning are annoying is what we're learning here for you and I at least. Yeah. Kyle writes in Chiefs win, Kelsey MVP out of nowhere. Tom Brady comes out to present him with the first ever Tom Brady Super Bowl MVP award. <laughs> that is a good answer. That's a really good answer. It's good. I do want to say with mine, I'm not annoyed that the 49ers would win. I would just be annoyed in the way they would win. Uh huh. Holding off a Chiefs comeback. Like, I don't know. I just think that that'd be kind of hard to watch. Yeah. Because then it's like, hey, a team, another team can do that, and you can't. So, I don't know. How about... Brady could announce he's coming back during the game. Who was the one who retired? Marshawn Lynch retired during a Super Bowl <laughs> once. Just announced it. Middle of a game. I think it was the Broncos and, uh, and, the Broncos and Panthers when yep. he announced that he was retiring. What if Kelsey does that? What, in the middle of the game? Well, or after the game? In the, yeah, in the well, same Well, it wouldn't be annoying. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I feel like it might be, like, depending on how the game is going. 
I mean, really, any the, the, you're right. Any way Kansas City wins, it will probably be annoying, I think, under any circumstance. It's hard for me to find a scenario where it, where it, where it doesn't. All right, ready? Here's the here's a real challenge. Craft a Chiefs win that you feel good about. Is that's it, what I mean? I don't is know. Is it that Kelsey retires? Kelsey and Reed Kelsey retire. Kelsey and Reed retire. Yes. And you'd feel good. Yeah, I would. We but would, then Belichick we, emerges from the shadows. And <laughs> hey, that's fine. He could. The next day, if that happened on the stage at the Super Bowl after they win it, the next day, wouldn't we be in here like, here we go. Now, they're they're gone. It's just Mahomes. I, Mahomes well, Island in Kansas City. Now the Bills are a, are going to top them. This is how it happens. I might be willing to accept that Reed might retire. Who, who takes over? Matt Nagy? Yeah, I mean, holy like, they don't it, could ex- be, it could be Spagnola. It could. Maybe who that's six, why he hasn't left. Who is 65 years old and has a record of 11-41 and 41 as a head coach in the NFL, by the way. And but Matt Nagy, he won a coach of the year, Matt Nagy did. Amazingly, yeah. but but he's pretty. It's why widely accepted. He was a very bad head coach. Yes, in Chicago. Yeah, right. Like they don't have they don't have a guy ready to go. Eric Bieniemy is available. Bieniemy is available. available. That would be funny if B- they brought and, him and, back and, in. And you know, would he be welcomed back? There's a story at NFL.com this week that Bieniemy spoke with the Chiefs players this week. Yeah, like he came back to deliver a message. I guess. All right. If Bieniemy was their head coach, though, don't you feel like that is we're still. I don't want to say we're over the moon, but we're. I think people are hyped up about the off season and next year. If if the chief, that's two thirds of the whole formula, three fourths. If you want to go back to when Tyree Kill was on the team, yep. like now I've Hill's already gone. Now Kelsey's gone. Now Reed's gone. And it's just Mahomes. And then they draft Troy Franklin. Oh, don't do that to me. Now. <laughs> Troy Franklin. I'm. I'm today. I'm going to want to make him my wide receiver idea of the day today because I'm. Overly excited about yards per pass on Twitter, comparing him to a stretched-out Deshaun Jackson. And the fact that he was second in EPA per route run among all of these route, these uh, rookie receivers, only behind Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, don't do that to me. I don't need the Chiefs getting him. It is that draft time of year where you fall in love with a player, and there. now you want to see no one talking about that player. Yeah, I want, I want to like, tweet this. I want to create a speakeasy... A secret room where we all talk about how awesome Troy Franklin is. It, and we need to get him to go out the night before the combine, get him like a DiGiorno pizza the, the morning of, so that he runs a really slow 40 times, so that he falls to the Bills at 28. Or he could just say he likes music. Sometimes draft analysts don't like it if you have a hobby. <laughs> right? Don't forget. Yeah, that's true. Is he really committed to the game? Yeah. He has other He interests. likes guitars. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this for Adunze. This has happened a bunch. Like Adunze, midway through the year, was like, "Hey, it's a really good wide receiver class." By by now, Adunze's a seventh overall pick. All right, I guess that's not going to happen. Also, the Bills at one point were picking like thirteenth, so we were really deep in the receiver class there. Um, who's another one for Philip Rivers? Is this when the Bills drafted Lossman? That year, I wanted Rivers badly. He was yeah. like a second round pick when the offseason started. Then he got fourth. Right. And got taken by the team that was picking first. So guys climb. That happens. It's the famous highlight of Brandon Bean at the Combine rooting for Gabe Davis to run a slow 40. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I'm rooting for with yeah. Troy Franklin. I feel like if he comes out and runs a 4-3-5, that's it. Toast. He's not falling. 
to 28. If he comes out and runs a 4-4-8, then all right. Maybe we have we have uh we have something here. Maybe he could fall just a little bit. Extendo Sports coming up on this Friday. It's overcast. It's fine. It's nice outside, right? It's not raining. That's right. Not raining. 50 degrees. Let's have it. Jeremy and Joe, Extendo Sports to wrap things up on this Super Bowl football Friday of sorts. They just flashed the AFC and NFC Championship trophies on the screen. And how how would they do for doorstops? I was, 100%, I was <laughs> thinking about them as doorstops for the first time in my life. They're low to the ground, right? So I think yeah. you'd, they'd be pretty good for this. You want a wide base is what you want. That Be- looks like a good doorstop. Better Be- than the Super Bowl. Yeah, better than the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah. All right, Extendo Sports and then the Extra Point Show on WGR. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550. 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. So, Joe, you told me that the Sabres game tomorrow has birthday-themed items. Yes. There will be... Birthday cake ice cream. Birthday cake ice cream. Uh, there can. are going to be cupcakes Let me tell also you, available. You, oh my God. Careful. Cupcake. Cupcakes, milkshakes, peanut butter and jelly. Let me let me set the live odds that two, two and a half year olds get birthday cake ice cream or cupcakes. It's minus 30,000. These kids are going to want those cupcakes. Yeah, here's your options. Peanut butter and jelly kids meal, hot dog kids meal, uh, Perry's birthday bash ice cream, birthday cake souvenir milkshakes. Birthday cupcakes, those are available, all the ice cream stands, the market, and then a saber-tooth rib sandwich. Okay. Is that a... Barbecue sauce, pickles, diced onions, seeded roll. Nothing too crazy. Just a good old rib sandwich. That's tomorrow's game, 1 o'clock. I guess the Arizona Coyotes are, like, finally actually going to move. It would appear. I The reason why, I think is that the league finally got pressed into it because the players' union is like, okay, enough's enough. Enough's enough. We're getting out of here. I bet they go to Salt Lake. Yeah, that's what I bet happens. And Bettman got asked this week at the All-Star break about other cities. Man, he was talking like they are going to expand again, even if... Salt Lake got the Coyotes. He's talking about, he's going to ask about Quebec, but he's talking about Houston and, and in Atlanta again. Like, they're going to be, they're going to be 34 team league. There's going to be, how many more cities are going to make the playoffs for the well, Sabres do? My, one of my theories on this is for the owners and teams and leagues, for the, for the teams that don't generate a lot of money, which is, the, and this league doesn't, right. other than like five teams. Right. What, do you, what can you do for the teams that don't generate money? Here's a check for $40 million. Because we let Atlanta. We let another team in. Yeah. Here's $30 million. Uh, other hockey uh, headlines from around the league yesterday. Uh, it sounds like Rasmus Ristolainen could end up on the Leafs, which would be really funny. He and Jake McCabe. On the second pair in Toronto in the playoffs. Could be a good time. Friedman also had in his 32 thoughts a blurb about the Sabres and trading prospects. I didn't read that, though, as Friedman reporting that the Sabres are looking to do that. As much as Friedman looked at the Sabres roster and realized what we all did a year ago, which is all these prospects can't make the team. And then he decided to write about it. Yeah, That's what I'm guessing happened there. I don't think he's reporting anything. So... Thanks to Dan Dunleavy, 
Kevin Price, both for joining us today. Thanks to Josh Schmidt producing this week. Thanks to you. No thanks to the Chiefs who are back in the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. Usher also. Usher halftime show. Halftime show. Yeah. Did you see? Okay, uh, on that. Real quick. I think there was a favorite. There's a betting odds on like who the special guest is going to be. Oh, I got to pull it up though. Oh, no, no. Um, Lil John, Massive favorite. Okay. Because they've done a bunch of collabs. Yeah, the song Yeah. Right. But if you're playing that song, which he's going to, how can you not have him? Uh, I was listening yesterday to Joe Ostrowski with the Afternoon Guys on the over-under on how many songs Usher will sing. Okay. And I believe the over-under is... Maybe the average for these acts is eight. Because when you're up there, what it is now is like, let's give everybody a minute of this song and then a minute of that song and then 40 seconds of this song. And I thought to myself, do I know eight Usher songs? Yeah, it's right? probably close. Do you know? You know? Yeah. Yep. DJ got us all in love. Love in this club. Burn. My way. Yeah. I mean, do I know? OMG. I don't know. Yes, I do. Oh my god. Yep, I do. Do I know? Yeah. I guess so. I'm looking now, and I'm realizing the I over- don't. I don't know as many of his songs. The, as that's I thought what I mean. I did, or the, at least by name, I don't. The over under is eight and a half. He's gonna perform nine songs. Is this just him performing, or can other people join and play their songs? It's however many songs there are total. Oh. Eight and a half. You said special guest Lil Jon is minus 300. There are two that are actually uh, more favorites than that. Oh, really? Yes. And he's minus 300, and there are two more favorites? Yeah. Uh, One of them is a cheat code because he's in the building. Post Malone is minus 400. Oh, okay. Post yeah. Malone will be there to sing America the Beautiful. Alicia Keys is minus 500. So by that... We're getting Usher, Alicia Keys, Post, Post Malone, Malone, Lil John. Also here, Ludacris. Okay. And minus money. Ludacris, Bieber, Pitbull. Those how, many, are your, how many people is he going to have up there? That's those, like 10 people. Those are your minus monies. Plus money, Will I Am, Nicki Minaj, Diddy, Lil Wayne, Taylor Swift, and David Gutta. Taylor Swift is not going to be No, I agree you with don't that. Have to, do not bet that one. She's there, but zero chance. Bieber? Bieber. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Be, I, would, I could see Bieber. Bieber was there. all over the All Star Game in Toronto, all over it. He's it's, it's, the NHL's got to do that. He's, how many how many celebrities do they have? We got Will Arnett drafting things for the fifth time. It is it is funny the NHL. It's always Will Arnett. It's Will Arnett, Bieber, Michael Bublé on shrooms. And, <laughs> oh man, that was nuts. He was. How do we not talk about that? This on week? shrooms. He like just overtly admitted to it too. Like. I thought I was microdosing. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. All right. And John Hamm when they can get him. That's it. That's that's their that's their that's their extent that's their Rolodex yeah. for celebrities. Go Niners. Go Niners. See ya. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.